Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, Come Be My Light, The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 3 Continued. What went on between him and me? St. Mary's Convent, January 13th, 1947. Your Grace, from last September, strange thoughts and desires have been filling my heart. They got stronger and clearer during the eight days retreat I made in Darjeeling. On coming here, I told Father Van Exum everything. I showed him the few notes I had written during the retreat. He told me he thought it was God's inspiration, but to pray and remain silent over it. I kept on telling him whatever passed in my soul, in thoughts and desires. Then yesterday, he wrote this, I cannot prevent you from talking or writing to his grace. You will write to his grace as a daughter to her father, in perfect trust and sincerity, without any fear or anxiety, telling him how it all went, adding that you talk to me, and that now I think I cannot in conscience prevent you from exposing everything to him. Before I begin, I want to tell you that at one word that your grace would say, I am ready never to consider again any of those strange thoughts which have been coming continually. During the year, very often, I have been longing to be all for Jesus and to make other souls, especially Indian, come and love him fervently, to identify myself with Indian girls completely, and so love him as he has never been loved before. I thought it was one of my many mad desires. I read the life of St. Mother Cabrini. She did so much for the Americans because she became one of them. Why can't I do for India what she did for America? She did not wait for souls to come to her. She went to them with her zealous workers. Why can't I do the same for him here? There are so many souls, pure, holy, who are longing to give themselves only to God. European orders are too rich for them. They get more than they give. Wouldst thou not help? How can I? I have been and am very happy as a Loretto nun. To leave that what I love and expose myself to new labors and sufferings, which will be great, to be the laughing stock of so many, especially religious, to cling and choose deliberately the hard things of an Indian life, to cling and choose loneliness and ignominy, uncertainty, all because Jesus wants it, because something is calling me to leave all and gather the few to live his life, to do his work in India, 
These thoughts were a cause of much suffering. But the voice kept on saying, Wilt thou refuse? One day at Holy Communion, I heard the same voice very distinctly. I want Indian nuns, victims of my love, who would be Mary and Martha, who would be so very united to me as to radiate my love on souls. I want free nuns covered with my poverty of the cross. I want obedient nuns covered with my obedience of the cross. I want full of love nuns covered with the charity of the cross. Wilt thou refuse to do this for me? On another day, you have become my spouse for my love. You have come to India for me. The thirst you had for souls brought you so far. Are you afraid to take one more step for your spouse, for me, for souls? Is your generosity grown cold? Am I a second to you? You did not die for souls. That is why you don't care what happens to them. Your heart was never drowned in sorrow, as it was my mother's. We both gave all for souls, and you? You are afraid that you will lose your vocation. You will become secular. You will be wanting in perseverance. Nay, your vocation is to love and suffer and save souls, and by taking this step, you will fulfill my heart's desire for you. That is your vocation. You will dress in simple Indian clothes, or rather, like my mother dressed, simple and poor. Your present habit is holy, because it is my symbol. Your sorry will become holy, because it will be my symbol. I tried to persuade our Lord that I would try to become a very fervent holy Loretto nun, a real victim here in this vocation. But the answer came very clear again. I want Indian missionary sisters of charity who would be my fire of love amongst the very poor, the sick, the dying, the little street children, the poor I want you to bring to me, and the sisters that would offer their lives as victims of my love would bring these souls to me. You are, I know, the most incapable person, weak and sinful. But just because you are that, I want to use you for my glory. Wilt thou refuse? These words, or rather this voice, frightened me. The thought of eating, sleeping, living like the Indians, filled me with fear. I prayed long. I prayed so much. I asked our Mother Mary to ask Jesus to remove all this from me. The more I prayed, the clearer grew the voice in my heart, and so I prayed that he would do with me whatever he wanted. He asked again and again, then once more the voice was very clear. You have been always saying, do with me whatever you wish. Now I want to act. 
Let me do it. My little spouse, my own little one. Do not fear. I shall be with you always. You will suffer, and you suffer now. But if you are my own little spouse, the spouse of crucified Jesus, you will have to bear these torments on your heart. Let me act. Refuse me not. Trust me lovingly. Trust me blindly. Little one, give me souls. Give me the souls of the poor little street children. How it hurts, if you only knew, to see these poor children soil with sin. I long for the purity of their love. If you would only answer my call and bring me these souls, draw them away from the hands of the evil one. If you only knew how many little ones fall into sin every day. There are convents with numbers of nuns caring for the rich and able. But for my little poor ones, there is absolutely none. For them, I long. Them I love. Wilt thou refuse? Ask his grace to give me this in thanksgiving of the 25 years of grace I have given him. This is what went on between him and me during the days of much prayer. And now the whole thing stands clear before my eyes as follows. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This letter is one of the most profound and beautiful letters that many of us have ever read. This letter in which Mother Teresa is making her claim her claim to have received something from Jesus, some invitation. And what is Jesus asking of her? Well, one of the things that he's asking, the thing that stands out very prominently, is this call to be like an Indian. That is, to live like the poor people in Calcutta, India. To live like them, to dress like them, to eat like them, to go and be like them, for what purpose? To bring them to Jesus. In other words, Mother Teresa is being asked to leave her order and to go start something new. Did Mother Teresa want to do this? Well, no. She kept trying to push back. She kept trying to make various excuses, reasons, proposals, half measures, ways that she could somehow 
mitigate, lessen what our Lord seemed to be asking of her. I mean, just think. She had made final profession. She had promised the rest of her life to be a Loretto nun. And now she was supposed to go to her whole order and tell them, I'm leaving to start my own order? This would make many people chuckle. Not just chuckle, but presume that she was abandoning her vocation. It would have seemed like to some that she was betraying what she had promised. But our Lord turns it around. He tells her, everything you've already promised to me, you will fulfill in this new way. And of course, if she made the promise directly to our Lord, then it's his business if he wants to change the promise, if he wants to release her or modify it or add to it, or if he wants to be able to explain how everything she promised before would still be fulfilled. That's his business. And the question that the archbishop was going to have to figure out was whether this really came from God. But now notice one other detail. What was Mother reading in the months leading up to this? The life of Saint Mother Cabrini, the great missionary of the United States. That's what she was reading about. This Italian nun who wanted to go east. She wanted to go to China. And the Pope told her, no, go west. Go to America. Go live like the people there. And that's what she did. And Mother Cabrini's own example inspired Mother Teresa. So let us give thanks tonight that we too are reading about a saint. Let us thank the Lord that we're reading about Mother Teresa or listening to her about her, wherever we are this day. And let us beg the Lord that we will follow her footsteps, however, in whatever way he wants us to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>